all the time wasting no way. Fear not what might not be, but focus on what could be. Own your destiny. Command your future. Know why you are meant to succeed. Welcome to another week, an episode of The Why Behind You. Last week we talked about new beginnings. As we all know, new beginnings can take us into the land of the unknown because it's new. It's not something that we're comfortable with. It's not something that we're familiar with. It's an area that's, again, we're not familiar, that can lead us to very uncomfortable feelings. It can lead us into a lot of mental and emotional aspects of ourselves and our lives that we're not really prepared to embrace. For many people, the idea of uncertainty or, or unpredictable happenings can lead to extreme levels of fear. can also even lead to extreme levels of anxiety, which are different aspects of ourselves that we have to be able to manage. You know, it can cause a series of misguided emotions that distract us from our goals. It distracts us from our objectives because it's something that we don't know what's going to happen next. So this made me think, you know, why is it that as human beings, we are so fearful of the what if scenario? Why do we allow our mental capacity to constrain our physical abilities? Sometimes we're doing it knowingly. Other times we're subconsciously doing it and we can't re really understand or figure out how do we get out of this rut. You know, it's interesting how we can either psych ourselves out of pursuing life-altering success or on the flip side, we can psych ourselves into the perceived generational curse of failure and disappointment. We'll think about it and say, hey, I remember when or I had a relative or a family member that did this or that experienced that. And we feel that naturally it has to happen for us as well. But why is that? I, sometimes I, I, I'm troubled with that, that thought process. And I've said this before, people say it's a generational curse. Personally, I don't believe in that. Because I believe that as you take a step back and as you look at what has happened in your life, what experiences have you had, I take a look at, yes, this may have happened to your grandmother or to your grandfather. It may have happened to your parents, but that doesn't mean that it has to happen to you. Because you have to understand or ask yourself, how do I break the cycle? Are you willing to put in the effort and to face the reality of when, where, and how you do that? But our mind, our mind plays tricks on us. The simplistic notion of, I think I can, can manifest an entirely new realm of possibilities. But do we truly understand the impact of the mind is the most powerful tool we possess? Think about it. You have a scenario where you can trick yourself mentally into thinking very negative thoughts. 
And it's very difficult to come out of that phase. You can trick yourself into thinking and developing this high euphoric field in everyday life. And yes, it may blind you or shield you from reality in some instances. But think about how the mind controls everything physically, mentally, emotionally. Even if it's just a knee-jerk reaction, your mind is the most powerful tool that, that you have. And you have to embrace that. You have to understand that. You have to understand that you will the power mentally that fuels the spark in the start of any and every outcome. Right? Julia Petrella, PhD, um, said, and I quote this, training your mind knowing what causes us to feel powerless or powerful in times of uncertainty is key because once you find the cause, you can find the solution. You know, we often allow our minds to accept the concept of fear, the concept of, of anxiety, sorry, in the presence of uncertainty because we don't know what's lurking around the next corner. We don't have a crystal ball. But... No one does, even though it feels like some people just know what's next. They don't have a crystal ball. Maybe they've just gotten really good at anticipating or guessing. But this leads sometimes to a mental supermax level of constraint that inhibits every aspect of your true capabilities. You know, I'll bring you back to a discussion that we had in season one around the concept of fear. And I use that as an acronym, F-E-A-R. Fear is nothing more than a framework exploiting atypical realities. Your fear can be perceived and it could be a mindset based on past experiences, based on uncertainty, based on a lot of different things. But Fear is a framework exploiting atypical realities. The key word, the operative word there is atypical, right? Because these scenarios we sometimes face are not the norm, but they can feel like a built-up everyday situation. And it's an everyday situation that we're not accustomed to. We're, it's not usual. It's not part of our norm. But we feel there's that emotional aspect that this is real. Fear begins in our minds and it strangles our ability to see or imagine a full realm of possibilities through the thick cloud of uncertainty, right? Because at the end of the day, when you're uncertain about something, you start thinking about what if this happens? What if that happens? Man, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to react to this? How am I going to respond to this? I'll tell you, you know, without going into too much detail, last several years of my life, have continued to evolve in my thinking of there are a million different scenarios and possibilities that can actually unfold. But the reality of it is, is not so much about the realm of possibilities of what could unfold. It's more focused on how are you going to center yourself, stick to your principles, stick to 
who you are, the character of you as a being to help you navigate through any and every situation, good, bad, or indifferent. Because until you understand, and no pun intended, who you are, the why behind who you are and the why behind what you do, all this other stuff doesn't matter. It doesn't. What do you do when you're at that crossroads of driving towards your desired goal and pushing through your perceived fear? What do you do? I know what I do now, and I'll tell you, that has continues to evolve. It's not a simple scenario. It's not an easy checklist. It's not a do this, do this, do that, and you're going to actually be able to push through. No, it's not. You have to understand you. You have to understand how you develop the skill sets that you need. How do you develop and enhance your mindset? You have to understand it takes work. It's a training in process and in progress every single day. Every single day. An article in the American Psychological Association published in November 2021, written by uh, Dr. Kate Sweeney, PhD professor of psychology at UC Riverside, University of California, Riverside. But she studied stressful periods and how people respond to them. And you would think, okay, we're so progressed, um, we're so forward thinking, we've come into a different realm and tons of people have figured out, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> they figured out how to navigate these things, how to navigate life. Simple, easy, right? One of the things Dr. Sweeney noticed was when she started the this life events lab at UC Riverside in, in 2008, that people in social psychology had studied a lot of the different topics of existential uncertainty or ambiguity of information, but that very familiar gut-wrenching feeling, as she said it in her article, was something that people were not very, very well versed in. So that was one of her goals. Hey, Let's look into this. Let's dive into that because that's something that people experience every single day. In 2012, Dr. Sweeney published a paper that introduced the uncertainty navigation model. And it was a theoretical framework for understanding the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that arise during very difficult waiting periods in our lives. And that's very interesting, right? Waiting periods because... This is where we're going with this. I'm just going to give it to you up front before we even have to wait for it. How do you maintain and manage a healthy level of patience? Right? This is me talking, not Dr. Sweeney. How do you manage a healthy level of patience? How do you sit still for 5, 10, 20 seconds a month? A year. How do you stand still, allow things to unfold? We're not in that frame of mind, and it's not innate in us as individuals to do that. You see something, you want to fix it, you want to change it, you want to adjust, you want to adapt. You want to be able to control the outcome. But Dr. Sweeney published um, this article 
and Healthy Psychology Review around this exact thing. And she points out in this particular article with the uh, APA, American Psychological Association, but as she made reference to, to pointing out that, she said over the years, you know, her and her team, she worked with, um, had undergraduate and graduate students that spanned from students that were, and researching students that were awaiting a bar exam results and uh, observing women that were waiting for biopsy results, medical results, right? But to understand the level of uncertainty, anxiety, and everything else that came along with it, how does that look? How does that feel? Something that was able to add, she was able to add to her research was around what happened to all of us in 2020, COVID hit, a massive shift and change in our everyday lives, right? Because we didn't know what was next. We didn't know when we were going to return back to our normal, which a lot of us had to understand and accept that our normal became a new normal. It was different, you know? It wasn't what we were used to, and it probably was never going to go back to that. But one of the things Dr. Sweeney actually made note in her research in her article was that around people around the globe have been forced time and time again into incredibly uneasy, unfamiliar, and as she put it, indefinite periods of waiting. Waiting for positive news, or better yet, waiting for any news, but the hope of positive news. That was massive. But again, it brings me back to the level of focus around patience. And then as we look at what Dr. Sweeney talked about, people traditionally waiting for positive news. Well, positive in my mind and, and from my perspective is relative. It's about expectations. It's really about expectations. You have to be able to take a step back as an individual and as a person and say, hey, look at this situation. Look at this scenario. Let me set my expectations appropriately. Are those expectations going to be to conquer the world? Or are those expectations going to be, let me set small incremental goals that are obtainable, maybe not easy, but they're obtainable as long as I put the work and I have the effort behind the process, but set the appropriate expectations. But the ultimate goal is make progress along the way. You know, a lot of times as we look at society, people are in this bucket of, well, it's all good. It's giddy. It's great. It's amazing. Here, we're going to keep moving. And then you have other people that are in that bucket of, let me prepare for the worst. Dr. Sweeney admits in her research and her expertise, you know, it took a lot of work to get to gaining that PhD that she has, right? And I want to make reference to the article and give, pay homage to what she actually, the work she put in. This is not Jason's words. This is from an expert. But people are often worried naturally about any level of uncertainty. Why? Because you don't know what's lingering or lurking around the corner. You don't know. 
You don't have the ability to anticipate what you can do next based on what you know is going to come because you don't know what's going to come. Most people don't like the idea of not knowing. But as I mentioned just a minute ago, what is that? It's a, it, it creates a fear. But the, the, the fear of not knowing creates anxiety, angst, uncertainty. But ultimately, what happens is when you think about you, you think about you as an individual, you think about the ability that you have, you think about your strengths, you think about the areas where you're not as strong and you have opportunities to improve. When you think about all these things as you're preparing for your next move or your next step, sometimes the strongest and most powerful thing we can do is sit still, be patient, hold on for one sec. But that's very hard for people to do. It's extremely difficult to stand still and do nothing or to do very little and to be patient. It's extremely difficult to do that. I was reading an article by Talia uh, Milgram Elcott that was published in Forbes in May of 2022. And she talked about several different areas of how to overcome uncertainty. And this is all her work, her writing. So I want to make sure that people understand that this is not Jason. This is different things, but it's, there's a level of consistency that you see as I, and I read a lot. I do a lot of researching sometimes on certain topics because I under, I want to understand people. But one of the things that uh, Talia says, uh, the, the first thing, right? So there's several different things she says to focus on how to overcome uncertainty. If you get a chance, Go research, go look up her article um, in Forbes magazine, May of 2022, by Talia Milgram Elcott, right? But number one, slow down and use the power of pause. As we just talked about, how do you sit still? How do you slow down? How do you be patient? You know, she pointed out that research shows that simple act of pausing even for a fraction of a second, cools our, ner our nervous system, helping us to release tension and focus on the most relevant information. When we are very focused on doing everything at all times, it becomes very difficult to focus. But if we take a pause, if we allow ourselves, allow our mind, which is a domino effect of our person, our being, our emotions, and everything else in between, if we allow that to slow down, if we allow for a pause, if we allow ourselves to be patient, then we allow ourselves the ability to be more focused, which will in tune allow us to be able to make a decision that we need to make or make a decision on not making a decision. But whatever it is, we allow ourselves an opportunity to think with clarity. Number two, don't belabor low-stake decisions. She made reference to a mathematician, um, John Urschel, and she explained that, in which, I'm sorry, he explained that 
The fear of making the wrong decision can strongly hinder your ability to make any decision at all. Don't fall into that category. How often do we ourselves need that reassurance based on the information that we are seeking? How often do we need that reassurance? How often are we in a situation where we work with people or work in environments and teams where it's analysis paralysis? Well, I need a little bit more. Well, this doesn't say this. I need a little bit more. Don't do that because, again, you continue to second-guess yourself. You continue to figure out ways to not make a decision. You figure out more ways. It's analysis paralysis. Okay? All right. Number three, get clear on your preference or your preferred outcomes when the decision has high stakes. It might feel like the choice is out of your control, but help yourself find a plausible outcome that's still preferred. I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. You may not always hit your goal, but if you made several steps towards that goal and in the process learned along the way, then you'll get to that goal and actually surpass that goal because you're continuing to make progress forward. Everybody doesn't hit a home run out of the park on their first at bat. And I'm not even a baseball guy. But all I'll say is you have to continue to focus on the ability to continue to make progress. We'll never be successful 100% of the time and 100% execute on what we expected, how we expected every single time. We'll never be able to do that. We're human. And we have to give ourselves a certain level of grace in that process. But continue your progress forward. All right. Number four, information reduces uncertainty. But we just talked about it a few seconds ago. Too much information can cause you to actually not make a decision at all because more questions lead to more questions, which lead to more questions. Sometimes you have to make the decision that's needed to be made in that given time, and then you'll come back and revamp and revise as you move forward, right? Analysis paralysis can cause the opposite effect of driving you to making a decision, but you have to have a balance and that's very difficult for a lot of people. Have balance with information gathering. And the primary problem you're trying to solve with uncertainty or where uncertainty is, the information that you're needing may lead you there. But you'll never have 100% reassurance on anything because two weeks later, two months later, a year later, that same information may be very irrelevant and you may have to make a change or pivot, right? Obtain the appropriate amount of information needed to make the decision you need to move forward, period. You'll never have 100% of what you need and 100% of the answers to reassure you in ways that you want to be reassured. It won't happen. All right, number five. Make every decision a choice between A or B. Basically, 
it's important to think about both sides of the decision tree that you're trying to contemplate or you're trying to uh, navigate through. You have to consider all things that influence the potential process or the actual process itself. And then you make the decision. And the last thing, number six, six points she, she made, was take care of yourself. The brain drain of uncertainty is taxing. Uncertainty leads to anxiety, leads to worry, leads to concern, it leads to distraction, it leads to a lot of different things. And it can be very taxing, but don't let the fear of uncertainty cause more mental, emotional, and physical strain on you than what is necessary. We have enough of that going around in our own lives every day. Don't let that actually be a constant. Always allow yourself to return to your level ground, your center, the core of who you are. When you're centered around the core of your foundation, you can successfully navigate through absolutely any and every situation in any and every environment. And it won't matter how difficult or insurmountable the level of uncertainty may be or how it may feel. Why? Because you're being you. You're playing to your strengths. Your strengths are the core at the end of the day. They are the core of your foundation. And that's innate in you. That is natural for you. Right? The idea of fear creeps in because you question your ability. The idea of fear creeps in because you listen to the doubt that others around you may have about you and about your ability to accomplish something. Right? But you should use your fear to fuel your journey. Because as I mentioned earlier, uncertainty often leads to anxiety, often leads to fear. But use that fear to fuel your journey. Use any and all worry to drive your curiosity. Right? Worry sets in, ask why. When you figure out that why and you navigate through a different scenario, then ask why again. But use that to drive your curiosity. And when you reach that point of, what if I fail? Ask, what if I succeed? Ask the opposite. When you faced and you are faced with that what if scenario, mindset, allow that to enhance your creative conscience. Don't say, what if I fail? And even if that what if I fail sets in, what if I succeed? What am I going to do? American professor, lecturer, author, and podcast host, Brene Brown, she's known for her research around these particular things, shame, vulnerability, leadership, uncertainty. But she said, and I quote, I spent a lot of years trying to outrun our or outsmart vulnerability by making things certain and definite, black and white, good and bad. My ability to lean into the discomfort of vulnerability limited the, fu the fullness of those important experiences 
that are wrought with uncertainty. Those experiences like love, belonging, trust, joy, and creativity. It is often a given that we doubt ourselves, but never doubt who you are because you are who you are. Live it, breathe it, be it. At the end of the day, as I mentioned earlier, your mind is the most powerful tool that you have. Your mind and the subconscious mind beneath it can spark even the most positive, self-focused, driven mentality, or it could be the most detrimental aspect of your every being if you allow it to be. Uncertainty is uncomfortable. Uncertainty can be fearful. But I'll challenge you and ask you, the moment that any level of uncertainty sets in, ask why. And then flip it. And continue to drive your Success. Continue to drive your pursuit to achieve and surpass your goals. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Why Behind You. I hope you were able to gain additional insight and perspective from this week's discussion. If you felt this topic was a benefit to you, please hit subscribe to this podcast and share this message with others that may benefit as well. Please feel free to email me your comments and suggestions at you at the whybehindyou.org. I hope you have a great rest of your day and week, and I look forward to seeing you on next week's episode of The Why Behind You.